Welcome to the Average Athlete Podcast, the number one podcast for the everyday person feeling their way to athleticism. I'm your host, Ram. And it's me, the guy with the biggest arms, the greatest charms, and the man that does all the harm, your co-host, Anthony. Happy New Year, Ram. Happy New Year, although Happy New Year. Tell you what, I need to work on my introductions because yours are just getting better and better every um, episode we do, so give me some lessons on those for the next couple of weeks and I get up to scratch. I'm not saying I'm plagiarizing Chael Sonnen, but go watch him. Sure. The greatest talker in MMA. We'll, we'll only worry about it if he ends up listening to our podcast, so not one to worry about it for now. But Imitation is the greatest form of flattery, plus I've bought two of his books, so... So he owes you, you uh, yeah, Do you know what? Actually, one of them, I must actually get it out. Uh, it's called The Four Pack Revolution, and it's basically just getting fit again. Uh, we must actually do, I was thinking about this the other day, we need to do an episode on good Instagram things to follow and any good books. It'd be good to get a couple of books off people, guests that come on the show in the future. We'll find out a couple of good books to get for people to read and that leads us on to the topic uh, motivation new year new us is it motivation is it discipline what do you think is more important i suppose you need both one one doesn't go without the other um you need obviously the motivation to keep you going when you when you're doing something but you need the discipline to get there in the first place um, and I think we recently talked about this um, between me and you. I came across something on Instagram, can't remember who it was, but... <clears throat> excuse me. Damon Dallas Page, that, that's, ADP. That's exactly who it was. And he, he talked about, obviously, there's a big, big difference in motivation and discipline. Everybody thinks that motivation is what gets you up out of bed to get you to do something. It's not. It's discipline that you need to have to drag yourself out of bed on a wet, cold morning to go and do something. I think on his Instagram story, he was talking about an ice bath, for example. It's not the motivation gets him in there. It's the discipline to do it every morning is what gets him there. So you need discipline first, is my belief. And then the motivation is what keeps you going while you're doing that activity, whether it's the gym, an ice bath, whether it's just putting up with your wife, whatever it is, is, yeah, they're both very, very good. It's a therapy session now. So, this year, do you have, what have you done to get you motivated or that something that aligns into your goals? Yeah. What is it that's... For me, it's, I try and stay fit all year round. doesn't happen. I mean, Christmas are, let's just say, fell off the bandwagon a wee bit. Um, Chocolate, sweets, crisps, dinners, you name it. I, I buried it in the hatch. Um, I haven't trained in over a month, so and talking about motivation and, and discipline, that grind to get your get the wheels moving again is, is always a struggle and I think most people will probably testify to that that when you take such a big break, getting going again it's tough. Um I started a session or well, I have three sessions deep this week, but the first session I've done there I've done a quick twenty five minute blast workout and went, Wow, I'm feeling unfit. I am feeling tired, sick, sore and that leads obviously into that discipline as well because your motivation at that point has gone, you're going, I'm not getting up tomorrow to do this again but keep discipline, keep strong, get up, do it again, next week you'll be feeling fresh and fit and back to normal so yeah, you need to keep that discipline but 
for me, it, it's seeing the changes. Um, I have a few goals that I want to do. Obviously, we did some, some measurements and, and some weights after Christmas there earlier on. Um, my weight has actually went down. Surprise, surprise. Even though I've had a lot so of food. You were beforehand, what did you weigh? Uh, it was 11, 12, I think off the top of my head, which is 75 kg, I think. So, something along those lines. Um, and I'm down to 11, 8, I think we looked at it. So people would kind of look at that and go, how'd you get away with that if you had a little shit? But I think what I did wrong was I had a lot of food, but the wrong type of food, and in turn not eating enough calories. So I was eating a lot of junk, thinking I'm eating a lot, but I'm not getting enough calories to sustain me, which led to me, as I mentioned to you, I'm feeling very fatigued, very sick, just not all around great. So the calories and what it says on the scales aren't always to be believed, depending on obviously what you're trying to achieve and your goals are, but the point I'm trying to make here is you need to still eat right, because just because you're losing weight doesn't mean you're healthy. Yeah, and I think a big thing people need to remember as well, I'm not a big person for scales. I hate scales. Um, it can demotivate you very, very quickly if you aren't very educated on fitness. For all the dragons out there listening, turn your ears off, do you know what I mean? He's, he's being a bit biased there. All who? All the dragons, all the scales. <laughs> Jokes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh no, you didn't. You didn't. Cracking out the dad jokes, not uh, the dad, alright. Uh, was that in a cracker, was it, over Christmas? <laughs> I think it was, probably, to tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. So, before I got married, I was constantly thinking scale, 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 scale. And then, even before I got married, I hadn't measured myself until the, we'd done the first episode. I go by, look, I go, I go by the eye. Because you can put on weight and lose size which a lot of people don't understand. And if, if you go, say you're doing a small group PT and your trainer all of a sudden says to you, we have put on two pounds, but you know for a fact that your t-shirt is a lot looser or you're going down, you're having to use an extra notch on your belt buckle. Um, scales are very deceiving. I tend to go for size because, and how you look because the eye test is more, to me, is a lot better than anything else. Like, Part of my motivation last year, obviously, was the wedding. And then, see, after the wedding, see when I stopped focusing on calories. I remember, because I got married in April, and I, I, I was meant to get married two years ago. So I was in shape, out of shape, in shape, out of shape constantly. And see, once I stopped worrying about calories and what I weighed, I actually enjoyed myself. And I wasn't depriving myself of anything. And all of a sudden, I just gradually started losing weight. So I know I hurt my hand, my wrist, and that stopped me doing an awful lot. And that's when me and you get into the running. But I had a T-shirt that Aidan got me for Father's Day, which is June. And it was a medium. And I messaged his mum, are you having a laugh here? Because there's no way I'm fitting into a medium. I haven't been a medium in six years. And so I know I told Aidan you were large, but he just he wanted to get you the medium. So I remember wearing it on Father's Day just to appease him. And I mean, I was packed into this. You could see lumps, bumps, everything. And I've slowly had that as my marker and my motivation. And I've gradually seen it getting looser and looser and looser. And I hadn't went near the scale. And I could sort of half tell by how my clothes fit. And I said to you before I got on the scales the other week, 
I think I'm about 14 stone. And I was bang on 14 stone. Um, what does my weight go up to? 14... Uh, five was it? I think so. 14, four. I think it was four to be honest. 14.4 four and a bit, yeah, but it was closer to 14.4. 14, four. Um, so I put on four pounds over Christmas, and to be honest with you, I was hoping to be in there at that range. We had said pretty on last week's episode, or two weeks ago, I didn't want to go up above five or seven pounds. So for me to come in that four range, I'm like, I am absolutely buzzing. So New Year's Eve, uh, my friend's mum always gets me a t-shirt. And she says, open that and try it on. I think I'll, 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 no, I'll do it in the house whenever. So I'll, no, just try it because I might have to give you the receipt. And I was like, oh, all right. I looked at it, had it held up. I was looking at it, I was like, oh, just sent it down so even. I don't know. And she went, the large be far too big for you. It'll swing. So pitch it on. And it fit. was nice. Worst thing anybody at the table could have said, three of them said it, your arms look really good in that top. Thanks, David. Uh, the peacock feathers were well and truly out. Yeah, pe- strutting about that kitchen all. Um, for the first time in six years, it's a medium-sized T-shirt. So the 1st of January this year, I was in a medium-sized T-shirt. Brilliant. For the first time in over half a decade. And part of my goal is to make sure I stay in a medium T-shirt. And that T-shirt, I haven't tried on that T-shirt because I've moved house recently. And I can't find it, but the t-shirt Aiden got me. I'm going to see what it looks like on me. Because it was a bit smaller, it's a bit more snug as a medium. But I'm like absolutely buzzing to be in that. Let's, so, hope, let's hope the t-shirt that Aiden got you when you find it. Sinead doesn't have to hold it open and squeeze it in. Suck it in, Otto, suck it in. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Ross putting talcum on PW40 to try and get in there. Um, so on that, we'll do measurements and then we'll do goals over. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what can you remember your measurements off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah. I have it all wrote down here. So, my waist was 39 inches around my belly, or just below my belly, above my hips, in between there. And the eye biceps were 14 and a half inches. Pythons. 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 Swollen juicy. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, eating my vitamins, saying my prayers, and drinking my milk. And then your waist was 34 and a wee tiny bit. And your arms were 12 inches in a wee bit. So, I would like to try and get an inch and a half off my belly. I think that's pretty you- achievable. I mean, I'm looking... Uh, the belly's not really, I think, my big issue. The The weight fluctuates a lot for me. So, more so, it's, it's about putting a, some inches on the biceps. So, I'm talking an inch on the biceps in, uh, over the next three months. That's that's what I'm looking at. Three months. So I mean, we we'll do a race, race to the finish. I mean, what about we say, who gets there first? You lose an inch and a half on the waist, I gain an inch on the bicep. Who gets there first? And well, over the next couple of episodes, we'll decide on some kind of forfeit fat. That sounds good, and this is going to be interesting because we are going to be doing two completely contrasting styles of training here. You're going to be doing less reps, heavier weights. To get that growth and i'm going to be doing what i've been doing lately is more reps and lighter weights but see for you obviously being a pt you you would tell people you know try this format try that format don't be afraid if you're listening don't just 
listen to somebody who says, right, do and try and go for five sets of 10 or 12 or 15. Do you know what I started doing? I just started timing it. So I would do like eight sets, but I'm doing 35 seconds and on and then 15 seconds rest at a reasonably late weight that I know I'm going to be able to throw consistently for eight rounds or six rounds. Um, me and you in December done that. And we got a decent wee pump on, didn't we? And here's what you have to remember too. Everybody's different and everybody's body's going to react yeah. different. And every PT you speak to will tell you something different. So, and I mean, it's probably a good point to touch on talking about that because New Year, New Me, all that kind of trend that happens in January after people eat one too many Christmas dinners, they want to start the gym, they may be feeling a bit anxious about it, they may be new to the, the fitness space, Yeah, they're probably thinking to themselves, ah, I'm nervous of that, I don't want to go to the gym, everybody's going to be looking at me, don't know what to do, we need to reframe the mind in that point of view, remember, everybody was there once as well. The people in the gym aren't looking at you. See those boys that are grunting and slam weights down? They're too busy taking photos of themselves in the mirror to even notice you. So stop yeah. worrying about the people looking around because they're not. Get in there, get it done, find a nice bit of music, stick it in your ears, just zone out the world. You know, it's good for your mental health, good for your physical health. Get it done. And remember, there's, there's loads of different avenues you can try, from online PTs to fitness apps to try in the house before you even get to the gym. So... Find something you like, find something you enjoy, and just start, even if it's just walking. The, I'm going to come back to that point you made there about an online PT. That is an absolutely phenomenal place to start. Um, we'll talk about starting in the gym a little in a minute here. Um, I just want to rattle through our goals, if you have some wrote down, but we will get on to that topic of new person starting in the gym and how intimidating that can actually be. So we'll rattle through these. A couple of goals that you have set for yourself. Go ahead. Make sure I stay motivated for one. The big, I'd say the biggest one for me is the biceps. But secondary that, which is a bit more long-term, is I want to run a marathon. As, as you kind of highlighted, we, we started running... Um, well, we haven't ran probably in over a month, a wee bit longer, maybe even October probably. Is when I we think start. it was October. Probably October, yeah. So we need to start getting running again, and I'd like to run a marathon towards the summer. Now, the last time I even ran a half marathon, I racked my knees. I ran a half marathon and then couldn't run for six months after it. Every time I ran 1K, I was in serious pain, struggling to walk. So... It's going to be a massive challenge, but one that I need to keep the discipline for, need to keep motivated for, and hopefully try and achieve it. So, in you on, and then I'll come back to that point. Go ahead, any other ones? That's, that's the two that I have now. So the, 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 more, the goal that I'm focusing on right now, goal is the inch in three months, and then longer terms run the marathon. I think it's, it's so, important not to set too many goals because I think if you're trying to achieve too many things at once, you're going to get muddled up in between it and, and not get them. Yeah, and then you can get demoralised because you're focusing on one thing and then everything just hell in a handbasket. You're like, can't do this, can't do that, can't do anything, right? Whereas if you have one or two wee ones and then you build up and go, right, what's the next goal? What's the next aim? And then you have the confidence and the momentum to build. Momentum 
in any form of life, I always find it's extremely hard to get. See, building momentum, it takes so long and it's so difficult. But see, once you have momentum, everything just flows. It's almost like you have that Midas touch where you, you can almost do no wrong. And you ride that gravy train for all it's worth, which I think is very important. But you need to take your time to build it up. As you say, the momentum's key because that's the issue people have over Christmas too. It's they have great momentum on the run up to Christmas. They're flat out. They're they're living the dream. They go right. I'm getting, getting ready re- for their their Christmas dues to have a furs and all. And they're like for their, <laughs> their their lover and whatnot. And then then they stop. They take two months time <laughs> off each shit. And well, whether they stop the affairs or not, that's a, that's a different topic of conversation. But they they stop the gym anyway, and then that struggle to get back on in January is tough. So it's 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 continuous continually keeping that motivation going for as long as you possibly can is going to be key to your success because stop starting constantly is going to demoralize you. It's going to obviously affect your motivation, and then obviously you're not disciplined then if you're having to stop and start. So. That's all. It's all interlinked. But what? What's what's your yeah. goals? Have you any more goals that you want to chat about? Before we move on to mine, I, d- I just want to point out something here. Um, you're trying to grow biceps and run a marathon. That's counterintuitive, because if you're going to run a marathon, see once, what is it? I think it's once you've run more than three miles, your body starts burning excess fat without you even knowing. So you're going to be diminishing your muscle mass. Even if you're lifting heavy weights, you're going to be burning that much calories whenever you stop exercising because you've ran so many miles. Unless you're going to consume five to 6,000 calories a day, how are you going to do that? Do you need to readjust those goals? No, not necessarily. I don't think so. So there's a difference, obviously, in when it comes to weight loss and muscle gain. Obviously, you touched on a point there, which is making sure you're in a calorie surplus, which is key here to, to add muscle and add weight on. So, which I need anyway. I I haven't been counting calories, so I know I'm not eating right. I'm not getting enough calories as it is, hence the reason why I've actually lost weight over Christmas and I'm not feeling great. So, I need to bump those calories away up anyway. But during that process of getting stronger, it's going to help run a marathon anyway because you need to have that muscle growth, that impact, that burst of energy every so often to keep you going. But likewise here, cardio and strength training, you need in both aspects regardless. There's this myth obviously in the fitness industry where you want to lose weight, you do cardio, you don't lift weights. I mean, that's completely wrong. You actually burn more fat lifting weight than you do doing cardio. So... If, if it was counterintuitive, me lifting weights would be counterintuitive because I'm going to burn so much fat in the, in the long run. But you need to break the muscle to grow the muscle. So obviously that's what the strength training is going to do. But at the same time, for me to lift heavier and heavier weights, I need to have fitness. I need to have that fitness endurance. And that's what the cardio is going to come in. So by all means, I can have a mix of both. Now, adding an inch to my bicep, I'm not going to be a bodybuilder. I'm going to add lean mass. So I'm, I'm not going to start going in the strongman competitions here. But my goal is to add lean mass with the fitness endurance to then run the marathon as well. Right, 
Okay. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know whenever you see, I've looked at pictures, say, by say, of a sprinter versus a marathon runner. The physiques are two completely different. The sprinter physique is muscly because you have that explosive, what do you call it, the fast twitch muscle, is it? In a way, you're explosive. And it's, it's something twitch. Don't know, don't know, can't think of it. We'll come back to that. I'll have a look at that and we'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, I've been in there while I'm often. But you you then look at the, the long distance runner. They're always very, very thin and they're almost like down to skeletal, skeletal frame on their body. Fast twitch muscle fiber. That's what it is. Fast twitch muscle fiber. But they have the, because they're running so much, they're constantly burning through those calories. And so I'm just looking here. Per male, you burn average 100 calories. So that's going to be 2,600 calories that you're burning. Say you're on the build-up to a marathon, you're going to be burning 1,500 to 2,000 calories, what, two, three times a week maybe? You have to remember, but you never ever actually achieve... Well, you're not supposed to achieve the distance you're running. So the first time you actually ever achieve a distance is supposed to be race day, essentially. You're never actually supposed to train the same length. So that's obviously right, one okay. thing. To, now, I'm not a professional runner, so if there's professional runners out there, do correct me if I'm wrong, but a few people have told me that before. You never ever run the full amount in during training, so you slowly, gradually build up to it. Now... Again, this is going to happen, well, I'm going to say once in my lifetime. Then I'm going to try and run a marathon. But we have to remember, our competitive goal here is for me to get that inch in three months. Three months. Like, if I get that in a month, brilliant. gives me more time to focus on the marathon. On, now, yeah. So the goals are separate goals. They're going to somewhat connect over the top of each other. But I really don't see an issue. Like, if it becomes an issue during it where I find, look, I can't keep this up... Well, I'll reassess the goals during some of the episodes, yeah. but right now, because the the one inch on the bicep is an immediate goal, I don't see too much being too detrimental to my training, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So, my goals. Uh, Running-wise, I would like to try and get up to about seven or eight miles at a nice, consistent pace. Say, eight and a half minute mile, maybe. I would be happy with that uh, maybe do a leg of a marathon somewhere and uh, try and take the biggest leg of it I know the biggest leg is usually around 7 mile isn't it yeah. between 6 and 7 mile normally they give the biggest leg to so that is something but you know what I would love to do <clears throat> years ago now this is back whenever I was running I was like 11 stone I was able to do pull ups I would like to be able to do 10 pull ups consistently just off the bat, anywhere from five to fifteen pull-ups, just get up and just blast it out unassisted on the bar. That to me is a goal that I want to be able to do within a couple of months. Um, see, I part of my problem in life is self-discipline, and I do things at my own pace. That way, I enjoy them more. But with, depending on what the forfeit is, um. The three-month window is going to be a challenge. 
because I'm not used to working my back and lats as much in order to do that exercise. You know, I think a lot of people always think pull-ups is chest and biceps. It's really not. Yeah, yeah. So that's a whole new muscle group I'm going to have to focus on and work. Yeah, I did get myself up, I think, about four unassisted when I was training up in high performance at the start of the year. But I would love to be able to do 10 or 15, just get up on a bar in a gym, blast them out, and then walk away. And everybody go, oh, look at him showing off. <laughs> Give him his big muscle vascular back. Peacock's out um, again. again. No, well, look, we'll lamp with that in a three-month window. We'll stick the the inches in the three months. And... No, listen, it's that's what I need, motivation. Uh, that's my motivation, and that's what I need to get going. Um, okay, so in three months, listen, you're going to do between five and 15 push-ups. You're also going to lose an inch and a half pull-ups. on your waist. Pull-ups, pull-ups. Yeah, yeah. Grand, good. Yeah, let's do it. So, and I would like to... If I could get down to like thirteen seven, thirteen six maybe, I don't I don't think it would suit me being any skinnier than that. You you never see me when I was like below fourteen stone, have you? Don't think so. No, don't think so. No. Um, Just tells you how many years you've been up there for. Yeah, but that's because it changed. I, I I really get into like big compound things, you know, like squatting and deadlifting. Love deadlifting. Yeah, left would be my favourite exercise, but that's a topic for another day, our favourite exercises. Um, we'll wrap up here with the last topic. Um, you being a PT, um, something I've never encountered is intimidation in the gym. As you've pointed out a couple of times here, I see myself as a peacock. I just strut and think I'm the cock of the walk. For somebody who is listening to this and thinking, I want to start my fitness journey, what advice would you give to people um, obviously, we've mentioned already, don't worry about what people are thinking of you in the gym because, as you have pointed out, people are probably too vain and invested in themselves and their fitness journey to worry about you. So don't be self-conscious. And the other one you touched on, the online PT. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think what, what I think needs to be mentioned is and it sounds I suppose for a different topic when I said but there's help out there and what I mean that in the sense of the fitness industry where there is gym instructors in gyms who their sole responsibility is to watch the gym floor to make sure people are doing things correctly safely and in, in, in the right manner so look if, if you feel that you're going to go in because you don't know what you're doing there's going to be people now that, that can assist you and help you the other thing, as you mentioned, there is nobody's looking at you. They're, they're too busy looking at themselves, grunting and screaming in the mirror. And maybe you'll hear a let's go champ from the corner somewhere, and that's Anto screaming at himself. Um, but, <laughs> but in the end of the day, look, there's there's so much help out there. Now there's there's apps that you can get, which will tell you exercises, show you videos. There's online PTs who you don't have to go to the gym for. They can give you a workout for the house. They can give you a workout for the gym. They can give you a hybrid workout where you do half at home, half in the gym. They can help you with your calories, your macros, your diet plan. Everything you need is accessible now. So my advice would be just start. So first off, get yourself out every day for half an hour for a walk. 
even if it's to walk to the shop and back every day, do it. Then your next step is do a bit of research on Google. Find out what you like. What's what's your motivation? What's your reason for doing this? Why do you want to change yourself? Then really hone into that. Then set a plan. Okay, so next month I'm going to speak to Joe Blogs PT who's online, who can help me. Have a chat with them, have a Zoom call, go meet them for coffee. Tell them your goals, your aspirations. Get a plan in place. And then decide, look, are you happy to go to the gym? If not, do a few home workouts. Get yourself to a level where you feel, do you know what, I feel like I know what I'm doing a wee bit here with these exercises. Then slowly go into the gym one day a week. Then just progress it up. And this time next year, you'll be looking back at yourself going, who was that person? Look at me now. Or what's the other bit Shannon Briggs says with a let's go champ? Look at him. You say it better than me. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. So <laughs> that's, that's my advice. Um, yeah, and I think getting a PT is a great way to start. You know, there's there's different PTs at different price ranges. Um, you win. It, it drives me mad when I hear people going, oh, I'm going to go to the gym myself and try and get fit myself and then I'll go to a PT. Well, no. You wouldn't learn to drive and then go to a driving instructor. It doesn't make sense. They're there to help you get to where you want to be. This is it. And I think a lot of people always think, oh, they're just out to try and make money out of this, out of that. Most people who get into fitness like or love fitness. They're obsessed with it. It's their life. So they're there to help you. Like a good PT's job is to educate you. It's to give you the tools to succeed on your own going forward. That's that's what their job is to do. Now, Instagram and social media and stuff has changed that somewhat slightly. But the, the main premise, that is their goal. It's to help you achieve your goals through educating you with workouts, nutrition, fitness tips, all that sort of stuff. So if you need somewhere to start, start with the people that know that can give you the right tools. So, uh, just recapping all that, I think that's been a fairly informative episode. Uh, do baby steps. Education is very, very important. Uh, set yourself achievable goals. And remember, it takes a while to build momentum. And don't be afraid to reassess your goals. If you find you're going in a, if you find you're doing an exercise and then something else catches you, you can pivot, you know. You're only competing against yourself at the end of the day, really, aren't you? Exactly. As we already touched on, really, in this day and age, nobody cares about what your fitness goal is. You do you. So you need to work out in your head what, why are you doing this? Find the what, find the who, find the why, and really just hone in on that. And I think that's where the discipline comes in, dragging yourself out of that bed every morning, the cold, wet morning, to do it for your who, your what, your why. And then when you're in there, keeping the motivation going, the momentum going, to get there at the end, see it through. I think, what what's yeah. the term? I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like six weeks before you notice a difference, eight weeks before your friends and family notice a difference, something like that, you know what I mean? It's staggered like that. I'll have to get the, the statistics for, for next week, but I can't remember. I think it's six weeks for you to notice a difference, eight weeks for a stranger to know the difference, and then is it 12 or 10 weeks for 
people who you see every day to notice a difference because they're they're constantly seeing you they're not seeing small progressions but they notice a big thing you'll be doing something one day and then they'll notice it whereas people who see you sporadically will go oh have you lost a bit of weight or have you shaped up or have you done this um and so yeah the people closest to you will not see it and the point of that to say that is that it's a slow process it takes time you're not going to go into the gym for a week and walk out and go wow a completely different person keep the discipline keep strong and achieve your goal don't do setups. They need a solid, and think you should have abs. <laughs> I think we've all done that a few yeah. times, to be honest. But hey, there you go. We'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave you on those points anyway. So keep strong out there. Keep disciplined. Keep motivated. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, folks. Speak to you soon. Catch you on the next next episode of the Average Athlete Podcast.